Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. And I'm Steve Fry. On Tuesday, October 29th, 2019, episode 15.12, the Week 9 show. Steve, the season is halfway over and the draft, or not, sorry, the trade deadline has come and gone. You have won another challenge game, but I've decided to protest this game. And I'm going to protest it. Why? Because of the stupid refs. We'll get into that, Steve. The Cincinnati Bengals have decided to bench quarterback Andy Dalton. Yeah, like he was the freaking problem. Freaking idiots. We'll discuss that move. And the Cowboys are bringing in Mr. Attitude and Michael Bennett in a trade with the Patriots. The Rams sent Aqib Tlaib packing to Miami of all places. And the Patriots have got another kicker. Ah, oh, kickers. What? My lock got busted last week as Carolina didn't put up a game at all in San Francisco. So I've worked hard to get you another winner this week. And it's going to win. I guarantee it. This I guarantee. Plus, Steve and I will share all our Week 9 NFL picks. So let's get this started and chomp it in. <laughs> Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Raids. All right, Steve, so we'll get to, instead of a rant and rave this week, we're going to get into what I am calling the protest of a challenge game. Protest of a challenge yes, game. Yes, I'm, right. I'm protesting it because there was a crucial play in that game that the refs botched again. And I'm not going to get into the refs. We're not going to do that. But I do need to discuss it. And I'm going to put it up for a vote to our listeners. The listeners are either going to bail me out or or you're going to get a win. Are you cool with that? Are you cool putting it up to no. our listeners? No. What do you mean, no? Do we do fan polls to decide who won the NFC Championship game last year? Well, we should have. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we think the idea of, of reviewing <laughs> subject calls like pass interference and other things is, is bad, but let's go the next step and let <laughs> – the fans, the fans through a Twitter sure. poll decide who's going to win the game? This is a challenge no. game. This no, is the, a challenge the NFL game. declared a winner in that game. That is the, the ledger of record I think, in that game. I think because this was so egregious, it needs to be put up for a vote. If, if you would like to, for curiosity's sake, yes, put it up. Put it up there. But it won't but change I, I am the not, standings. It is non-binding... The, the results are non-binding. Not All right, we'll get into that in a moment. Right now, the Cincinnati Bengals have decided to bench quarterback Andy Dalton in favor of rookie quarterback Ryan Finley. And I ask you this, Steve. Why? Well, because they really like quarterback Ken Anderson. <laughs> and Finley reminds them of Ken Anderson? Well... No, so Ken Anderson holds the touchdown record for the Cincinnati Bengals. And they don't want Andy Dalton to pass it? Do you know how close Andy Dalton is? <laughs> Two? According to pro, ProFootballReference.com, he's actually tied for... Oh, he's tied. He's tied. For the rest one, of the month. One more touchdown pass by Dalton would get him the all-time touchdown lead. And they don't want him to, to have that? No. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'm having fun with that, but no. yeah, it's it's not like Andy Dalton is the reason that the Bengals have been losing and why they're 0 and 8. Look, the coach Zach Taylor even says this is not an easy decision to make. We're not 0 and 8 because of Andy Dalton. Andy has worked harder than anyone in this building to help us win football games. It's just a decision I made. How many teams out there? Would love to have Andy Dalton finish the season out. I form. could count probably two. I was gonna say four. I mean, Chicago, Denver, Washington, Washington. Yep. But I I don't know that Washington's gonna blow a a, a trade, a third round draft pick, or something on Dalton. But Chicago might. I mean, Chicago's they got enough have. of a team that they. 
you you get somebody that can throw the ball on right. that offense, and that Bears def- or that Bears team is again dangerous. Right now, they're they're nothing. They're not because nobody fears the pass. Right, and that's why they can't run the football. And because they can't run the football, they can't throw. Yeah, I. the 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 way the Bengals went about announcing what, three hours before the trade deadline. You didn't really give some teams here to, to enough time to really decide, can we make a play? Do we want to make a play for Andy Dalton? So Dalton rides the pine for the time being. He's not, He's got nine touchdowns this season. He leads the NFL with 204 pass attempts. Um, and and uh, I just, I don't, I don't know what the Cincinnati Bengals are doing. Like, I, a few years ago, we were like, well, maybe they need to get rid of Marvin Lewis. Maybe it's Marvin Lewis. Maybe it's time for Lewis to go. And Lewis goes, and it's worse. At least Lewis had them competitive. He had them 7-9, 8-8 almost every year. This is 0-8. And, and the head coach feels that the only way they're going to possibly be competitive is to change the quarterback position. But I don't see how that makes any difference whatsoever. I don't see how that makes any difference whatsoever either. All right, I'm trying not to look so, at the World so Series because Houston's up to bat. Let's, right let's see if we can. I mean, it's past the trade deadline, unfortunately. Yes, it just is. We got a bag of Cheetos and a and a Mountain Dew. Can we can we trade the Bengals for Dalton? He can come over and join us on the just podcast. Join us on the podcast for the. I I bet if we offered them, yeah. It would probably have to be a, a year supply worth of Cheetos. Can we can we swing that? Well, it depends on a year supply for who? The entire team? No. <laughs> no, we couldn't swing that. No, just for the front office. Yeah, we might be able to we might be able to swing that just for the just for the just for send the a couple send a trailer load full of it would, oh. help, it would, it would sure help our uh, ratings if we had <laughs> Andy Dalton on the Andy Dalton on the podcast. On the podcast every week from here to the end of the season. What, oh. I mean, would we have him until the end of his contract? He's well, still yeah, got another year pretty, on his he's contract. He's got a year on his contract, yeah. So. so we'd have him this season and all of next. It'd be well, great. Wait a minute. Don't we have to pay him? With next year, we, yeah, we would have to pay him. This yeah. year, we wouldn't have this, to. Not this year, but next year. We would. Yeah. So, so we'd, we'd, have, we'd release him? We'd have to release him <laughs> at the end of the season. So I don't know if, I don't know if a year's supply yeah, is worth. It's probably not going to work. But speaking of a year's supply or paying someone's salary, that's in essence what the Miami Dolphins have done. They have acquired cornerback Aqib Tlaib from the Los Angeles Rams. Now, check this out. They have to pay Tlaib the rest of his contract, which is about $4.2 million right in that ballpark. They are getting Tlaib and a fifth rounder, and in return, all they sent to the Rams is a seventh rounder in 2022. Not even next year, the year after that. Seventh rounder? That's right. They acquired a keep to leave and a fifth round pick in next year's draft in exchange for a seventh rounder. And all they had to do was pay to leave his $4.2 million. Now, let me tell you what the Dolphins are doing. They are trading late fifth, I mean, sixth and seventh round picks for better picks in the draft. When they when they shipped Ryan Tannehill away, they paid him his $5 million bonus to facilitate a trade to Tennessee, which then netted them a fourth-round pick back. When they traded Robert Quinn, they paid him around $1.1 million to facilitate that trade, and they got a six-round pick in return. Now they're getting a fifth-round pick, for, in essence, a seventh-round pick two years from now. And all they have to do is pay Tlaib's four points million. Look, Tlaib and, and, got, and they've got cash to burn. I mean, I, I don't know their detailed finances, but but right now they've got they've got cash payouts this yeah. year. A little under $140 million. They, are, they, are the, they have the lowest cash-out-the-door salary in the NFL. So they have the, the most the next, space the, the next cap. closest, the 31st-ranked team. Yeah. Is is the Chargers at 165 million? Yeah, they don't spend money, so that makes sense. But the Dolphins are—I mean, they are below that. E- even after paying this, yeah. they're still below so, the Chargers. So check this out: the the Dolphins, in essence, 
are paying money right now to get draft picks. Uh, they're believing that their stockpile of draft picks for the next two seasons are going to generate enough young, talented players to make them competitive. Again. So January 2023, we're going to see them in the we're Super Bowl? <laughs> I, I guess so. I think that's what they're thinking. Um, I just – I don't think this is a good way of – you know, the good teams right now, the Patriots, the the, the Rams – Chiefs, the Cowboys, these teams, what they're doing is they're making trades to bringing people that's going to help them today. We can make the Super Bowl this year. Let's bring in one or two players that's going to help us do that. <laughs> the Dolphins are saying, let's get rid of all our good players. Minka Fitzpatrick, Ryan Tannehill, Robert Quinn, Laramie Tunzel. But do you these blame are them? all big-time names that they've shipped out to get draft picks. But, but do you blame them for we're making these trades to get all these draft picks. I do blame them because I don't think th I don't think you can if they kept all these good players, what's their record going to be at the end of the year? Maybe they win a game, maybe two if they're lucky. I don't think they would be that so, bad. So by keeping all of this, you still are horrible. You're still one of the worst teams in the NFL. But you still have but you have pieces on your roster that you can now complement with, right? You're, you, you now have nothing on your roster. You have no, oh, I forgot, Kenyon Drake. They just traded their running back. So you now have nothing on your roster. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have a running back. You don't have a talented wide receiver. You don't have, you, you gave away your best offensive lineman. And on defense, you, you gave away your, your best corner, uh, safety, you have nothing. So you can't even, even if you bring 22, let's just say in the next two drafts, they get 22 legitimate starters. For those 22 players to come together as a unit and be competitive is super difficult. Right. But if they bring in those 22 players, because the problem is right now, you don't really know who you're going to have available when you make those draft picks. So you talk about leave the talented players there and then draft around them to complement them. What if you don't have talented players that are going to fit in your system available in the draft? So if you just burn the whole house down, go see the best players you can get at every position over the next two years, then you start trading for, you start going the opposite direction, start trading in for these players to complement who you've drafted. They might be good. That reminds me of this. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to pay off. But it's a bold strategy. I, well, I mean, we, we were given we were given John Gruden a, some credit at the beginning of the season. We thought the Raiders were looking a lot better. Yeah, they're looking better. They're still not not great yet. But they're they're. But making, he's got eight more years, right? It's only his second year. He's got eight more years. <laughs> as long as he as long as he goes to the playoff for the next eight years, he's fine, right? It's gonna be good. They'll wow. renew him for another ten years. <laughs> All right, the Dallas Cowboys are bringing in some attitude, making a trade with the New England Patriots to get Michael Bennett. Look, Bennett was a little disgruntled up there in New England, and what does Bill Belichick do the minute you get disgruntled? He sends you out. He yep. says, "See you later." So much so that I think the Cowboys won this draft, I mean this trade. They're only giving up a seventh rounder for a guy who's been to the Pro Bowl three times and has some attitude that he's going to bring to that defense. And I'm going to play this for you from Super Bowl 49 when I was out there covering the Super Bowl for Sky Sports News. And this is uh, Seattle, Michael Bennett, who was with the Seattle Seahawks at the time, and they lost on that last-second play where Russ, they decided to throw it at the one-yard line instead of handing it to freaking Marshawn Lynch, which is what I would have done. Um, and uh, a reporter, not me, another reporter asked Michael Bennett a question, and here was Bennett's response. You probably never played football. You probably never, never done anything physical in your life but uh, pick up a microphone. But when you're out there, it's a battle. Every <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never done anything physical in your life. You just pick up a microphone, but out there, it's a battle. And look – Here's the crazy thing. Never liked him as a Seahawk. Never liked him as a Patriot. And I don't think I'm going to like him as a Cowboy. But he is bringing an attitude 
to the defensive side of the football for the Cowboys. Maybe that's something they need. He's he's bringing an attitude, but is it a constructive attitude? Is it something that's going to complement and improve the Cowboys? I hope so. I can only hope so. I, yeah, I mean, that's, all you, that's right all you can hope for. Well, he, he's happy he, now. He hasn't been in the Dallas locker room yet. Right. So they uh, haven't they haven't lost a game yet. They haven't, you know, made a boneheaded call somewhere along the line or or had something go, you know, a fan didn't, you know, mouth off to him or something. <laughs> certainly. Give him give him 2 weeks. Certainly interesting there. And the New England Patriots, oh, Steve, they have had enough of Mike Nugent. They've given him the boot and they've brought in Nick Folk, signing Folk to a contract to come kick for them while Steven Gotkowski, their kicker who's out on IR, comes back from injury. They don't play. You don't perform. They're just going to say, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. You have one job as a kicker. Yeah. Right. The, every other position on the field depends on 10 other guys on that field performing to yeah. help complement you. You are part of a team. When you're a kicker, there are two things you're concerned about. The hold and the wind. That's it. That's it. Everything else is completely within your control. Mike Nugent missed three field goals and one extra point in the four games he's played with the Pats. So four games, you missed three field goals and an extra point. So basically you've missed one kick per game. Gone. Say, yep. Yeah. That's all the time we got for you. Steve, anything else? In the NFL news that you want to send to you? No, this about. whole this whole trade deadline today just ended up being kind of like a womp womp. Th- that was like the whole like, oh, the Jets are going to trade safety Adams to the Cowboys and uh, maybe uh, Robbie Anderson, wide receivers. Gonna, and, 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 it's over. I, I had one of the networks up. Yeah. Right in the middle of the day. I mean, trade deadline's 1 o'clock Pacific time. Over lunch, I, okay, what's going to happen? This is going to be exciting. You had, what, three major networks out there with live shows ready to cover it, and it just fizzled. Like, nothing this, happened. Welcome to the NFL trade deadline. It's, it's, I mean, there were there were big trades that occurred in the last earlier, couple of weeks. Yeah, several weeks. Yeah. But not today. It was just kind of a big letdown on like excitement. <laughs> Pac-Man dies. Yep. All right, here we go. It's time for not a rant, not a rave, but Steven's plea to the fans to vote on the challenge game. Are you ready, Steve? You you don't look ready. Uh, Let's hear it. You almost look annoyed a little bit. A little, yeah. At the whole situation. A little, as I've said. (laughs) But that look, this is the kind of of moment where I wish we were broadcasting a live stream just so that you could have seen Steve's face at me like, you're really doing this. You're really going to talk about this challenge game. Look, it was Tampa Bay, Tennessee. Could have gone either way. All right? There was still time left on the clock. This wasn't the last play of the game or 20, something. Yeah. But 27-23. All right? It's fourth down. Big pivotal moment here. The Tennessee Titans, for some godforsaken unknown reason to me, Instead of kicking the field goal to make it 30-23 and take a seven-point lead, they decided to fake the field goal. And the holder comes around, and he gets walloped, fumbles the ball, picked up by Tampa Bay. They scamper, and they run it all the way the other way. It should be, in essence, 30-27 Tampa Bay. By all intents and purposes, and every single angle and Anybody watching from anywhere on this universe except saw the line judge that was a fumble recovered by Tampa Bay and rushed in for a touchdown. But the line judge decided to blow his whistle because he didn't see the fumble and he called the play dead. When they've been told repeatedly over and over error on the side of caution, let the play go on. Because all turnovers and all scoring plays are reviewed automatically. So you let it go on, and then if we need to review it, we'll review it, and we'll come out with the correct call. He didn't let it play on, and he cost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers seven points, Steve. Yes, there was 
two minutes and 58 seconds left on the clock after that. So t- Tennessee might have had a chance to go and score. Field goal to tie, touchdown to win. Yep. But that changes the entire complexity of the game. Instead, Tampa Bay starts marching down the field, and Jameis Winston, as he did throughout the entire game, fumbled the ball away, and thus the chance of a win. He shouldn't have even been in that position because they should have had a three-point lead, sending their defense, who was getting after Ryan Tannehill, possibly Tannehill gets forced into a mistake, and the game is over, it's mine. So, why should I not put it up as for a protest when a play that was seen by everyone as a touchdown for the Bucks got taken away? Because the NFL didn't take it away. But the they NFL didn't come but they, they, I, I'm not saying that it. I'm not saying that it wasn't a bad call. It was a boneheaded call. You know, I, I completely agree. The play should have played out. It, it's, it's a struggle because you're watching this thing live. You don't see the fumble as the line judge. You blow the whistle. Wait, wait for a play in a couple of weeks when nobody blows the whistle. When we're seeing it on TV, that it's clearly a down ball. The play should be over, but they let it play on because nobody sees the guy go down. Somebody makes a late hit. Now you've got a penalty for for a late hit or unsportsmanlike conduct or somebody gets hurt because of a late hit. Now everybody's up in arms that they didn't blow the play dead when the player was down. Right. So I, I'm not saying it was a bad call. It was it was a mistake. They made a mistake on the field. It should have been allowed to go. It should have been a touchdown. But it wasn't because of the way the rule, because <laughs> but, of the way the game played out. But it out. wasn't. But it was Steve, would you – let's just turn around. Let's just – Let's just flip it around and put the shoe on the other foot. What if it were reversed? Would you have been upset? Sure, I would be upset. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be upset. So I can be upset. You can be upset. You can complain about the refs. That's all free game. That's what we do here. (laughs) But to say that you're going to put a fan poll up with the expressed goal of getting enough votes to overturn an NFL game. No, 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 not the game. The The game's the game. The, the game, game is the done. game. It's the, the challenge game. The, game. game. the NFL the ruled the who won the game. That's but who I'm should just, stand. I just want you to have a point taken away. It should be a, a, a minus point. As a matter of fact, you should have minus one for that game. Not one point, minus one. Okay, I'm going to go back and protest <laughs> every game then. Can we? I mean, not just the challenge game. Why are you going to protest every I'm, game? We're going to start ch- – anytime there was a bad call that made a difference in the game that I picked wrong, just even in the regular pick them. <laughs> I'm going to go back and challenge those. It might the NFL ruled it one way, but hey, I think it was unfair. So let's put it all to a fan vote, and maybe I can get I can get a perfect I record want in the all fan my games. vote. You know what? Just let me vote. Let me just put I, up a fan as I, vote. As I said, if, let me just put up a vote as to whether there should be a fan vote or not. How about no, that? no, put the fan vote up to see whether or not you should win because of a bad call, or whether it should stand. I'm because not the asking NFL. to win. I'm just asking. To, for that game to be to negated in the challenge game, right? That, that's, that's it. Look, I'm chasing four games, man, okay? Four. And I'm just saying I don't think and it I'm should be. And I'm just saying that we should negate it. I, that game I, should I would be, love to get the fans' opinion of our debate. As to whether it should be negated? Right. Okay. I, I, am, I am fine. I would love to hear the feedback that we might get. I'm just saying I don't think that their decision should be a binding decision because ah, we see. go off of we go off of whether the NFL ruled it a win or a loss. What the NFL result is. All right. All right. We'll do that and we'll move on. We only have 14 games this week. Four teams are on a bye. Atlanta Falcons, Cincinnati Bengals, Los Angeles Rams, and the New Orleans Saints all sitting at home this week. So only 14 games to discuss. And we'll start with El Juego Gigante Estupendo de la Semana. This is going to be a good one. The New England Patriots travel to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens. And oh, we got some good stuff here. Lamar Jackson coming off his bye week well rested. Harbaugh's going to have all kinds of stuff ready to throw at Tom Brady. I am taking the Baltimore Ravens to win and hand New England their first loss of the season. Bold call. 
it's a bold look, Steve. It's about time that they play a real football team. No more Alabama cupcake scheduled at the beginning of the season. They have got to play somebody who on offense is going to give them fits. Let's see if this defense can force all the turnovers. It's been forcing against the likes of the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins and the Giants and all the other crappy teams they've played so far. And and you think it's the Ravens that are going to be the it's ones to do It's going to be this. the Ravens who, what, got the number three or number four offense in the league right now. They're going to hand at home, coming off a of bye week, fully rested, they will hand the Patriots their first loss. You going to make this the challenge game? This is probably not going to be the challenge game. <laughs> That confidence <laughs> in your pick, huh? I'm confident in the pick, but there is another game coming up later on that you and I are going to differ on where I am way more confident in that result <laughs> than I will be in this one. All right. I. You're, are you going to be like, I'm just going to take the Patriots because they're the Patriots, they're 8-0, and they're the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champs, and until they lose, they're going to be the winners. You know that's where I'm going with this. I've okay. said it how many times on our undefeated teams. <laughs> the Patriots, I, I don't think the Patriots are going to go 16-0. and They might, but I don't think they're going to. So they're going to lose somewhere. But I don't think this is the game they do it at. Okay. I think if they're going to lose, it's going to be something stupid to the Dolphins or something where, where for whatever reason, the entire team just takes a nap before the kickoff. I, Belichick isn't going to let this be a surprise game. They're not, they know what they're getting when they go in to play the Ravens. Yeah. And they're going to be ready for them. Have and they that played New the Ravens defense with this Lamar Jackson running around, making plays, Hollywood Brown? No. It's it's going to be – I think it's going to be a lot harder. Look, ultimately, yes, will I admit to you that the New England Patriots might win this game? Sure, of course. They're undefeated, and they're undefeated for a reason. But coming off by, everyone's healthy, a lot of rest. I think the Ravens, if anybody in the AFC is going to show that you can beat New England, I think it's this this game, Sunday night football, Stage is going to be bright. Yeah, I like my pick. I'm good. I talked myself into it. It's a, it's a done deal. All right. Have fun with that. Lady Edith picking the job. I, and I got to give, you know what? Let's give a little round of applause. <laughs> Lady Edith was a whopping 12 and 3 last week. She improved her overall percentage in the pick'em. To forty-seven percent, she went from forty-two point two percent to forty-seven percent. She is knocking on five hundred, knocking on five hundred, which I really want her to get it. But you, my friend, I'm going to give you a round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Seventy-three point one percent in straight-up picks. Like I'm okay with sixty-five percent. I usually try to shoot for seventy. I'm at 65, 73.1. Another 13-plus win week for you, 13-2. and two. Last week, I was 12-3, and, and I was like, I'm 12-3. I'm going to catch at least a game or two on Steve. Nope. Beat me by one. The problem is now I'm letting it go to my head. So no, now I'm trying to overthink these games. Don't let it go to your head. Or maybe, maybe – let it go to your head, and then I could <laughs> just for a few weeks to let yeah, you just, catch up. Just let me catch up. I mean, I'm down ten games, man. I got a lot of work to do. Okay, congratulations to you, and also to little lady Edith, who is taking the Patriots. You both have the Patriots. I am going out on a limb. I want to be the one. I told you so. I told you the Ravens were going to win. You know what? You know why I made this pick? Because last year, you uh, last year, last week, you talked me out of Philadelphia. I want to take the Philadelphia Eagles over the Buffalo Bills. You said no, don't take them, and I should have took them. And they spanked the Bills, man. It wasn't even close. And I knew I should have taken it. And now I'm upset. And now you're making me take Baltimore because I wanted to say I said it first. So I said it first. Baltimore's good. We shall see. All right, moving on to games of the week. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Houston Texans. Now, back in week two, Gardner Minshew's first Legitimate start of the season. They 
Houston sneaked out a win 13-12. I'm taking Jacksonville at home. They're going to revenge that week two loss by a point. I think Jacksonville and Gardner Minshew, they're having fun. They're playing good. Did you see what they did to the Jets last week? Just running around. Everyone was smiling. I think that Houston, the loss of J.J. Watt, they're not going to admit it, and they're not going to say anything about it. It's going to affect that defense. That defense is not going to be the same. I think Jacksonville gets the win at home. The the defense is definitely going to hurt without J.J. Watt, but they're going to have to move on. Yeah, that, well, they this have is to. a third third season, season in a row yeah. that Watt hasn't finished the year. He's a monster when he's out there, but he's not reliable. They've got to be able to move on from him. I just i I don't think the Jags at home give this one away to Houston. Okay, Jay. Lady Edith has the Houston Texans as well. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's definitely my top morning game uh, from London. By the way, and Steve, what to, um, six thirty in the morning, buddy. You're gonna get up. I think you should uh, come over on your way. You should bring some donuts. I'll have some menudo here, and we'll just have a nice early six thirty in the morning breakfast while we watch the first game of the week. That'll be rough. <laughs> that would be rough. Menudo at six thirty in the morning, not good. Well, we'll we won't start eating breakfast till around seven seven thirty. You know, after, like, you know, once it gets, like, halftime. All right, we'll see. You, you know, it's funny because, like, when the East Coast folks get this 9.30 a.m. game, they don't realize it's 6.30. First of all, they don't care about us here out here on no, the West Coast, no. right? But they were all tweeting two weeks ago when when they did this. Oh, this 9.30 a.m. game is great. We should do this every week. I'm like, we get it every week. Move to the freaking West Coast, and you get it at 10 a.m. every week. It's great. It's great. It. Yeah, I, I, I can was even in deal Dallas with. A couple I can do with a six thirty game because with with four kids at home. Yeah, young ones. They're up already. Yeah, I'm up. I'm up at five thirty six o'clock every morning. So to wake up to pregame and go right into a game by the time I finally wake, get myself out of bed and get moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm good with a six thirty start. Yeah, that's a little early for me, man. I drag. Well, your kids are early. Or your kids, your kids are older, older so yeah, they don't, you, they don't. you are on your schedule now. I'm still on my kids' schedule. You're I get a tap on the shoulder at six oh five. Can we watch a program? Sure, go ahead. So the Nats just hit a two-run shot. Yeah, I saw that. And they now lead five to two. Um, we were talking about this on Sunday night that getting, this would be the craziest World Series if if the Nationals finish this game off. It's top of the seventh, up five two. We will go into Game 7 with the visiting team having Having won won every every single game. game. And has there ever been a World Series where that has happened? I'm sure we'll find out by the end of the night if the Nationals win this thing. Do do some research, people! They've done the research. We're just not listening to it to hear them all talk about how this has never happened. That's right. I've got Jacksonville. You've got Houston. Lady Edith has Houston. We'll move on as the Tennessee Titans... Travel to Carolina to face the Panthers. Uh, yeah. So you you obviously might have made a pact with some nefarious, notorious demons or something. You always seem to know when to pick Tennessee and then when to pick against them. You get them when when you pick them, they win. When you pick against them, they lose, and, you, and it's just the Titans. It is, it is making up. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing myself back to the mean because I'm pretty sure last year it was the exact opposite. <laughs> I'm fairly certain last week or last year, whatever, whenever I would pick them, they would lose. When I would pick against them, they would win. win. All right. So I, I so believe you, I'm just reverting back to the mean. Okay, you've got them. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Carolina Panthers, but I see you're taking Carolina at home as well. I think Carolina bounces back from that embarrassment that w- what happened last week. Um, definitely, that was not something anybody expected. Fifty burger to San Francisco, woo! Fifty-one thirteen beatdown. I mean turnovers. They just look. They look bad. Right. Well, and and that's where. That's where we we've been asking whether or not the Forty ers defense is real. 
and we may have gotten our answer. Yeah, I mean, look, McCaffrey still had a fantastic game. He still rushed for over 100 yards, and he still had uh, scored, you know, I think it was like 28 fantasy points. But as a whole, as a team, they were – they really have that whole we're not going to give you anything deep. You're not going to be able to create any huge plays against us, and we're going to force you to go, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 play drives – and eventually you're going to make a mistake, and we're going to be right there to pounce on that mistake. Um, they showed that against Carolina. If they can continue that, it's going to be very interesting as it plays out. I think Seattle's two games back, and the Rams are three games back of the 49ers uh, in that division. So the, the West is, is going to be very interesting this the final eight weeks of the season. I got Carolina. I think they bounced back. I think that was an anomaly where they just played some awful, awful football. And I don't believe in the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill at all. Yeah, I don't believe in them enough to to. I I, I I'm with you. I think I think the 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 Panthers was more of a running into a buzzsaw that is the 49ers yeah. than it is they were a bad team. Right. I I think the 49ers have made a lot of teams look silly this year. And Lady Edith is on board with us, also taking the Carolina Panthers. All right, we'll move on to another early morning game where the Minnesota Vikings travel to Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are in danger of losing their fourth straight home game. I don't like this game at all. Yeah, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've changed the coloring on my picks from being on Minnesota, on Kansas City, on Minnesota, on Kansas City. I still reserve the right to change this pick. I'm going to make this pick as I take the Kansas City Chiefs because I think Mahomes is going to be back on the football field. If Mahomes plays this game, Kansas City wins. The problem is I'm not 100% sure he will be on the football field. As all Andy Reid is saying, he's being coy with the media and saying, I'm leaving the decision up to the doctor. Pat wants to play. I want him to play. But unless the doctors say he can play, he will not play. Like, thanks, Andy. Just tell us appreciate what's happening, it, yeah. all right? We really appreciate what's going on there. If I, he plays, I'm taking the Chiefs. We find out Sunday morning if, that he's if not he doesn't play. play I, I mean, I'm still 50 50 if he doesn't play. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I am, I've gone, same thing. I've gone back and forth on this game all day. I, I sought help. Guidance from Minnesota Vikings fans. Yes. Uh, the only consensus back was that Kansas City is going to win the game, so that's not a good sign for my pick because, you know, when the home when when the Vikings fans are all saying, "Yeah, we're going to lose this game," well, that's typically when I mean, we all know how fans can be. They're going to be too rough on their team, right? And Minnesota will probably perform well. Well, on this just one, so. just because I want to give you all the numbers, the line right now is the Vikings are favored by two and a half which I like the home dog, Kansas City, getting two and a half points there. Um, the over-under it's is off. off. It's Well, no, the, the, the line is off in most of the Vegas casinos. The line is off now? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, because um, th- that's what I caught. Is so it, the line opened Kansas City minus three and a half, and then currently it's shifted to Minnesota minus two and a half. Um, but on uh, Vegas Insider, where it lists a couple of different uh, Vegas sports books. There's only one line listed. Everybody else has it off, waiting on news on Mahomes. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, I'm locking in Kansas City for now, but uh, if if there's a, a subject to change come Sunday change, morning, yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll send a, a tweet and make it official on uh, the Twitter and Facebook. I I just. The Vikings have looked really, really good the last couple of weeks. They're on a four-game winning streak. Two of those games were, you know. Yeah, they they didn't look as impressive. La- on, it was granted it was Thursday night football, but it was just the Washington Redskins, and they they struggled to put up points against Washington. They wound up winning. But by Washington nine. has been one of those weird teams where everybody who plays them kind of goes in. I mean, everybody's obviously winning, winning those games. Yeah, winning the game. But you've yeah. got teams that you expect to go in and get. 30, 40 points against them, and they score 15. 19, yeah, which is what the Vikings did. So. Right, so I, I don't know how much I read into it that the Vikings had an off week more than 
They went in saying this is going to be the easy game to win. Well, it turned out that the Redskins actually showed up to play, so they were only able to put 19 on the board. So Cousins is not as good as what we have seen. Right. I mean, that's been the knock on him forever, is that he, he definitely has the talent, has the intelligence, has the ability to play at a top-tier quarterback level, which is why the Vikings traded for him or, or signed him. But he's year after year shown a tendency to fall off that in big games or at the wrong time. He's going to fall off from where he's playing now. It's just a question is, is this the game or is it going to happen two or three weeks down the road? Yeah. All right. There you go. We're all on the Kansas City Chiefs right now. The final game of the week here in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Chargers host the Green Bay Packers. Los Packers, the Green Bay. Steve, I'm going to let you tell the people why we're all taking Green Bay. Because the Chargers suck right now. There you go. That's all I needed to hear. The Chargers... S-U-C-K right now. They Last season, they were really good about coming from behind. and, and or, or I'm sorry, they, they were really good about getting a lead and then not quite giving it up. Right, holding it. Holding that lead. Dangerously close to losing almost every game they were in, but they managed to keep it. This season, they can never get out in front, and they're not built to come from behind. And they try to come from behind, and it, and it just falls short. Now, last week... So two weeks ago, they had a chance to win in the last second. Gordon fumbles at the goal line. Last week, they gave up the win. Chicago drove all the way down the field. Then, you know, Matt Nagy decides, well, we're not going to get any closer. We're just going to try a 41-yarder. And Pinheiro misses it. And so San Diego got a uh, Los Angeles. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I, did, I, didn't, say, I didn't say Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, I said Los Angeles Chargers. I just said San Diego. I didn't, you know, I was thinking of you beach. were just thinking. I was yes. thinking of the beach. Yes, I didn't say the full name. I just said you know there was a San Diego moment, but the Los Angeles Chargers. They we'll, got we'll, what we'll, they were. I'm able gonna throw to, the red flag on that one. We'll uh, we'll go to video review on whether or not you whether I completed it. I did not complete it. I did not swing. Go to the um, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna the, the third base ump. <laughs> um. I just think that they they sneaked one away. Literally, it was a game. I turned off the game. Because I was like, darn it, Chargers. This is one of the games you and I differed on. I had the Chargers. You had the Bears. And I was like, darn it, Chargers. I can't believe I fell for it two weeks in a row. I turn off the game. I go sit down at my computer. I start looking at fantasy football numbers. And I'm like, final? But what? How did the Chargers win? I go back, see the replay. Pinero misses the, the field goal. And I'm like. And I was proven right uh, why I should not be pinning my challenge game hopes on the bears so mad you didn't pick that game as the challenge game that yeah so mad all right we all have the green bay packers we just don't think uh the chargers are going to have enough and as a matter of fact i'm going to give you this one ladies and gentlemen put it in the books it is my lock of the week the green bay packers are only giving up three points they're minus three on the road which means that if this game were being played in Green Bay, it'd be about minus 9, minus 10. I think that's what the game's going to be. I think Green Bay is going to roll. They're getting Devontae Adams back most likely for this game. He's going to be on the field, and I just think the Packers are going to dominate again on Sunday, especially being in a stadium where it's supposed to be a home game for the Chargers, but I guarantee you there will be a lot more Packer fans in the stadium than there will be Charger fans. Lay the points. Three points, take Green Bay. They're going to cover that with ease. I like that as my lock of the week. So put it in there. We'll move on to games of interest. We'll start in Arizona as the Arizona Cardinals play host to the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Thursday night football, it's it's a short week. And typically, I like to lean towards the home team in these games. But San Francisco's just too powerful right now. I don't know how Arizona's going to score many points. It's going to be low scoring. I say definitely if you're going to look at a wager on this game, go under the 43 points. That is over under right now. Um, Unless San Francisco decides to put a 50-burger up on Arizona like they did last week on Carolina. 
I don't think that happens, though, um, and I like the San Francisco 49ers to win on the road. Agree completely. I, the 49ers, just they're rolling too strong right now, and, and the, the Cardinals showing signs of life. Yep, yep. But until this isn't the, the this until isn't they the met team. Drew Brees last week and he, well, yeah, but he, he roll Saints rolled over him. But yeah, all right, we've all got the San Francisco 49ers, and so does Lady Edith. Man, I'm telling you, she's she's turned a corner. Was it the was it the talking that I gave her yes. on, on Sunday night? It was Sunday night talking over yeah. fried chicken. That, yes, that and then throwing her, her in the air. She, she got me tired. My arms were a little sore the next morning. She she has been asking to be thrown in the air every night. So thank you for that. <laughs> That's awesome. I, my upper body is getting a great workout. It's a great workout. There you go. I'm a little three year old into the air. I need to come over and I need to, you know, help yeah. out. But I, I was a little. Sore yeah, this is the it. dad workout right here, right? Yeah, there you I'm go. Not going to the gym. I'm just throwing kids around the house. <laughs> that was good times. Hey, did you see the, the pictures on Facebook? You're not on Facebook. Maybe I should put the pictures of Steve's oldest daughter decided to put a wig on me. It was a and beautiful multicolored. Your wig. wife decided to put a wreath of flowers on me, and I. You sat pretty, there and allowed it to happen. I was a pretty little girl. All uh, of a the sudden, the favorite. My favorite part is we all sat there and said we should probably get pictures of this, and you said, "Oh yeah, no problem." And you reached out and took a picture of yourself. So <laughs> took it's not a like selfie. it's took not a like selfie. we took pictures <laughs> of you. You let my kids decorate your hair yeah. with a. Rainbow wig and flowers, yeah, my that wife. Was, that was a little weird. And took weird. selfies of yourself. So <laughs> and, then, and then posted them yourself. Again, we did not actually share you didn't this do anything. publicly. Just, That's all I did. But come on. It's what, the, it's what I said. What I said happened is why I posted it. Here's what I said. I said, this is what happens when you visit friends to watch Sunday night football. His daughters work on my hair. Just for that, go Chiefs. <laughs> and then I posted the pictures. I got a, a, quite a lot of comments uh, and over 45 likes, but the uh, <laughs> Sarah Helwig. Did you see the pictures that were posted of me from, oh, my God, was that 16 years ago? 16 years ago. We did a kind of like a mockery of like the, this was the – NFL, and they were always talking about Terrell Owens and T.O. and T.O. News and Sports Center breaking away to talk about whatever T.O. doing his his you know sit-ups without a shirt in his driveway in Philadelphia and T.O. 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 So my buddy and I we filmed a, a T.O. TV where it was all Terrell Owens, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. T.O. TV. And we had, uh, I dressed up like a, like a witch doctor, and she was giving readings on T.O., and then a <laughs> meteorologist who was saying what the weather was like around T.O., and it was pretty crazy, but she pulled out some pictures, and apparently I let people put wigs on me a Frequently, lot. yes. Yeah, yeah, because she was able to That's get all right. Uh, anyway. As long as you're comfortable with it, Man, I, it yeah, we're fine. Very, very secure in my manhood. You've got the Niners. I've got the Niners. Lady Edith has the Niners, and that's Thursday night football. We'll move on to Philadelphia as the Philadelphia Eagles host the Chicago Bears. But the Eagles are still questionable. They've shown signs of life, and then they have had horrible games. Yes. They're, they're one, them, the Bucks, the Titans, and probably the Cleveland Browns, they are my four teams of what I call the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde syndrome. You never know which one you're going to get. One week they look spectacular, and you're just like, wow, maybe they've turned a corner. And then the next week they're just like, oh, that was well, and, and of the of the teams you listed there, most of them have a, a very narrow band between their good and their bad. <laughs> right. The Eagles – have this massive band of yeah. they look like the best team in the NFL when they're when they're on when they're, when they're off they're going to lose to the Redskins and and Dolphins yeah they look really bad I, it it is amazing to me how how inconsistent that team can be week to week I've got but they're week. playing the Bears I've got them this week because I was going to say it's Chicago yeah uh, this is they one of those right right now answer that, for Trubisky. And I think on the flip side, most teams, 
have found an answer of how to avoid the Khalil Mack pass rush is get the ball out of your hands quickly. Right. And everybody's throwing those those quick, cheap crossing patterns or the quick dump offs to the to the backs, and they're using the speed and the athleticism of the Bears defense against them. And the Bears haven't found an answer for that yet. So until they do that, and until they find an answer for Trubisky, I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm with you on the Eagles. All right. Lady is, however, she likes the Bears. That must not have made you feel really good. No. There you go. Moving on, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> now, last night on Monday Night Football, the Pittsburgh Steelers tried to let the Dolphins win. I was worried. I, I came home, got home 10, 15 minutes into the game. So end of the first quarter. It's 14-0. 14-0 Dolphins. And I, and I knew as I was pushing the TV on, please tell me the Dolphins aren't winning. And sure enough, they were. 14-3, about three minutes left in the first half. Dolphins are driving about 50 minute, uh, about the 50-yard line. It's just a couple minutes, about three minutes left on the clock. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws a great pass to his receiver, hits him right between the eight and the seven. Receiver can't catch it, bounces up. Minka Fitzpatrick, who used to be a Dolphin, intercepts the football. And now the Steelers have the ball with a couple minutes left to try and put some points up on the board and, you know, make a game of it. Steelers are, uh, you know, go down. It's a long, long, I think it was like third and – 20 or something like that. And the Dolphins inexplicably do an all-out blitz on third and 20. Leave a wide receiver wide open, man coverage. Rudolph, I was trying to say Jason Rudolph. Rudolph, Mason Rudolph throws the quick pass, finds the hot route, and he takes it all the way and scores a touchdown and becomes 14-10 at the half. At best, the Dolphins had one. The receiver actually caught the ball that hit him in the hands from Fitzpatrick. At, at, at worst, they go in 14-3. At best, they go in, you know, 17-3. Instead, that costly turnover that was not Ryan Fitzpatrick's fault. This is why I always say, NFL, you track drops. That was a drop because it hit the dude right between the numbers and in his hands. And if a drop results in an interception, it's INTWR, meaning INT for the wide receiver. That had nothing to do with Fitzpatrick. He put the ball exactly where he needed to put it, yet he's the one who gets penalized for it. Then the Steelers, you know, the defense does their job, get them in third and long, but the coach calls a zero blitz, leaves nobody behind, and they give up a 48-yard touchdown right before the halftime. And instead of 14-3 or 17-3, it's 14-10, different ballgame. They had a chance to win that game. I think they had a whole they, other half to fail. No, no, Even no. But check this out. If it's if it's 14-3 or 17-3 at the half, the body language of the players going into the locker rooms were like Steelers would have been kind of dragging. Miami would have been kind of like with their chest puffed out. Maybe, yeah. But it's 14-10, and it was the exact opposite. Now the Steelers are going into the, into the yeah, we got this, don't worry, in the second half. They got the chest pulled out, and all of the Dolphins were like, oh, here we go again. It's the same old Dolphins. And there, there was some dejection. That's, that's the difference. If the, if the Dolphins go into halftime thinking, yeah, we got this, we're going to get our first win, that's a different mentality than like, man, here we go again. We're going to lose this game. Because we just we inexplicably called a stupid play on third and long. Ah, that's irrelevant because the Colts are going to win this football game. <laughs> that was like a ten-minute rant explaining how how Pittsburgh's going to lose this game. <laughs> Look, I had a rave on Jacoby Brissett. You better believe I was on him. You know, he got them in field goal range so they could win that game against Denver. In a game, they should have lost. Trust me. The, any other year, Indianapolis loses that game to Denver last week. He found a way to get them in field goal range. Adam Vinatieri nails it in the coffin. Boom. A kicker that actually makes field goals. What a concept. 
and they win the game. He missed one early. I he think. did yeah. miss one earlier in the in the, in the game. Because I was watching that because he's my kicker in fantasy, so I was watching that. I'm like, no. All right, I have got the Colts. You've got the Colts, and Lady Edith also has the Colts. The final game of interest: the Detroit Lions travel to Oakland to face the Raiders. <laughs> The Raiders like an autumn wind. What is it? What would they say? Hard knocks. Yeah, that that sounds about right. The, the rest of it, I don't know. He he comes in and kills you and defiles you, and he walks away smiling, and that's the sign of a Raider. And you know what? I bought in. They were in that game against the Houston Texans last week. They 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 were. They played very uh, well on the road. Until they weren't. <laughs> until the dude kicked Deshaun Watson in the eye. Did yeah. you see that? Amazing. How do you yeah. get the foot through the face mask well, to kick some the tip it, kick somebody in the it eye? It fits, but it has to be like at the perfect was, angle and everything. And quite frankly, I think it was like a legitimate kick. Like the dude just wasn't flailing, falling down flailing. Maybe. He yeah. kicked his leg up there to well, kick I, somebody. I, he don't, didn't, I don't think he meant right, to kick I don't, him in the eye. I don't. I don't yeah, I agree. I don't think he meant to get his foot into the face mask and kick him in the eye. I think at most But it was a legitimate hit, kick motion. Hit the hit the face mask, have him, you know, yeah, his head right, go yeah. back and he can't finish the play. But hell, I mean, he was nearly I don't know if you read his his you know, what what he was going through is he got kicked in the face, but he's like, left eye closes, I can't do anything. My right eye starts tearing up and I can barely see out of that. And he just threw a touchdown I, pass. I'm getting wrapped up, I'm falling down. I don't know where I'm going. I just remember seeing a receiver over there, so I lo- lob it up. He said, I didn't see the end of the play. I heard the crowd react, so I assume we did something good. <laughs> That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders in this. I'm going to tell you why. I think the Detroit Lions have kind of hit their ceiling, if you will. Um, yeah, they beat the New York Giants. Yeah, it's the Giants. Class, the Giants. But – I think the Raiders offensively are starting to click a little bit. The defense is starting to play well. I think they will do well, and I've got Oakland to win at home. You know, I uh, looking over the Lions' schedule here. They've got they've got the tie to start the season. Wins over the Chargers, the Eagles, the Giants. Losses against the Chiefs, Packers, and Vikings. Not really a. Uh, it's not stellar. Not giving me a lot of confidence in this game. But you're taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. Stafford has looked fairly decent. Pretty damn decent. <laughs> he's looked okay. Well, for him, he's looked really good. Yeah. So I I think I think they sneak one out here on the Raiders. I think the Raiders are, are confident going home. I I think that we, we get the Lions that, that go out come out east, come out west, this direction, and right. pull out a win against the Raiders. All right, so you and Lady Edith taking the Detroit Lions. I am sticking with my Raiders for a late game to get the job done in Oakland. All right, real quickly, only five nap games remain. We're just going to say the winners. New York Jets at Miami Dolphins. You and I are on the Jets, Lady Edith. She loves us. Didn't we have the talk with her? We did. She's not listening to us. She, All right. she wants to be the one to say, I told you they were going to win this week. <laughs> and they almost did last week. They, they almost, almost did. Well, until, half time, until, until they had to play the second half of the game. <laughs> All right. The Washington Redskins travel to Buffalo to play the Bills. All three of us are on the Bills. Bills, Bills, Bills. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to the Pacific Northwest to face the Seattle Seahawks. Tough, t- tough place to play on the road. Seahawks for all three of us. Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. All right. Here comes the challenge game as the Cleveland Browns travel to Denver to face the Broncos. So Lady Edith and I are on the Broncos at home. I got Cleveland Browns. They've got to turn it around. They do it here. I really think Denver's got nothing, and I mean nothing. When Joe Flacco starts complaining something's wrong, something's wrong, I take the Browns, and I'm going to lock this in. As the Haven't we game. learned that when people start complaining, they suddenly perform <laughs> well the next week? I don't know. I don't think I don't, the Broncos. At, at home, I think the Broncos pull this one out. I have no faith whatsoever in the in the coaching staff in Cleveland. All right. So uh, there you go. We differ on that one. Then finally, the Dallas Cowboys Monday night football in New York against the Giants. You and I have <sighs> Dallas. But she is just doing it to anger me now. 
Challenge game, I've got Cleveland, you've got the Denver Broncos. We're locking that in. And my lock of the week, the Green Bay Packers minus three against the Chargers in Los Angeles. Lock it in. That's all the time we've got. You've been listening to Steve Miranda. Steve Fry. For NFL Rants and Raves. I'm out.